We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Twenty minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What's going on, friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. You can follow the podcast at Pack-A-Day Podcast, of course. Make sure to subscribe if you have not already. Day two of training camp is in the book. It was freaking hot out on that field, especially along the sidelines. Uh, above 90 degrees, I think it was. Somehow Keyshawn Nixon was wearing a hoodie. I don't know how you freaking do that on a day like that, but uh, it was very, very warm outside, but it was a fun practice nonetheless. Um, no foot off the gas for this practice. It wasn't a walkthrough or anything like that. Sounds like that's what Friday's practice is going to be is a little bit more of a walkthrough, but Thursday's definitely had some intensity. There were some competitive periods, obviously a lot of team drills. So we're going to go over my quick recap and instant reactions. If you want my full recap, that'll be up tomorrow morning. So make sure to check that out as well. Let's start at the end though. And there was a little bit of a concerning moment at the end of practice with Jair Alexander. He and Luke Musgrave were making a play at the goal line. It was a red zone period. There was a ton of red zone in this part particular practice, but uh, basically Jordan Love was trying to get it to Musgrave and you really get it to him in Mus- you know, to Musgrave in a spot where he can maybe run after the catch and get in the end zone. Uh, but 
Jair was all over. He was right there. And they basically kind of collided at the point of contact. Jair was kind of like making a play for the ball, but like kind of took down Musgrave and kind of like a tackle. Either way, Musgrave gets stopped at the one yard line. The defense wins that individual rep. I believe it was the last play of practice. Actually, they may have played. No, they played a few more after that. I just didn't even notice it because I was watching Jair on the sideline. They went to, I think, um, I think the number twos and threes after that. But uh, that was it for the starters on the day. Jair, though, on that play goes down, stays down on the play. It looked like they were just kind of stretching him out. Didn't seem like there was like a massive cause for concern or anything like that. He's able to kind of limp over to the sidelines where he immediately goes down and a trainer's looking at him. I think, I am no doctor, nor do I pretend to be or any way, shape or form. I think it was cramping. It looked like the way that they were working on him and the way that he was trying to stretch it out, it looked like maybe he was cramping. And with the weather, the way that it was being 90 plus degrees, you can sort of imagine that maybe that was hopefully the case. He, you know, he walked at the end of practice back to the locker room. There was no carting him off. There was no tree. Like once he got up and after the trainer was done sort of, you know, working on his leg a little bit, you know, he just was standing there with his, his helmet still. There was no trainer by him. It didn't seem like there was any cause for concern. He still had his helmet. Like I said, he walked back. Like it, I think he's going to be okay, but obviously some nervous and anxious moments for Packer fans is anytime you see Jair Alexander or a player of that caliber, any, really any player, obviously, but Jair, maybe a little bit more than most, uh, go down and, and holding his leg. There are some very, very anxious moments when that happens. So the good news, we haven't heard any report on anything, but it didn't it didn't seem like there was any level of real concern. And like I said, I hope that it's just cramping. No other reports that I've seen on that at this time. But um, as I sit here right now, I don't have a ton of concern over it. Uh, but that's how practice, you know, basically ended for the ones and uh, just a little bit of nervousness there. But hopefully, it's going to be just fine. Day two of Jordan Love is, of course, what everyone wants to know about. Ups and downs on day one. Um, some really nice control of the offense, made good decisions with the ball, but missed some throws deep. Matt LaFleur was asked about it pre-practice you know, uh, practice in his press conference. And, you know, basically was asked, was the wind a factor? And LaFleur had none of it. He was like, no, there's, there was no wind. And I think he's being like slightly facetious, but the message was clear. No excuses. The wind's not a factor. He needs to go out and, and kind of make those throws. It's kind of the way that it was interpreted at least. And, uh, you know, he basically said, yeah, I think Jordan would like to have a couple of those throws back. But, you know, he's like, I'm not going to react to anything over one practice, right? So, uh, but Matt LaFleur made no bones about it. So what was Jordan Love going to do on day two? I thought Jordan Love was really, really good on day two and made two really impressive throws. The first was a touchdown to Jaden Reed. Uh, Reed got behind the zone defense. Devondre Campbell dropped into zone and was there on the play. And Jordan Love found Jaden Reed and got him and hit him in the back of the end zone where really only Jaden Reed could get it. Reed was able to make a great catch in the back of the end zone, get two feet down. And it was a great conversion for a touchdown in the first play of red zone activity. So Beautiful ball by Jordan, beautiful anticipation, great route by by Jaden, and then really nice job getting both feet down in the back of the end zone. He also had uh, the, really maybe one of the best throws that I've seen from Jordan Love. He, he had one in, in mini camp or OTAs, one of them too, that was just like a seven, you know, 60 yard bomb, like right on the money. But this one was such an insane tight window throw. So it's red zone is probably only at like the, I don't know, five to 10 yard line, but probably like the, somewhere between there, probably like the seven yard line. But of course, Jordan's dropping back to pass and everything. And Christian Watson runs a little out route. 
and Razul is all over it. And I mean Razul is all over it. There is no negative grade on Razul on this play. This was a positive net grade, you know, grade play from Razul. He was awesome. He read it. He anticipated it. He was all over it. He used the sidelines as, as his uh, friend, basically. And there was nowhere for Jordan to put that ball to make a, a touchdown to Christian Watson. Christian Watson turns around, balls there on a line, on an absolute rope. And somehow Christian gets it both feet down. It was where only Christian could get it. Christian Watson was asked about it in the locker room after practice and basically said, if it was an eighth of a second earlier or the, or an eighth of a second later, it would not have been a complete pass. And it wasn't just the timing of it, not just the anticipation, but the throw on the line, the accuracy, the ball needed to be right where it was. There was a business card size or an envelope, whatever, like window to throw that ball through. It was nothing. And somehow he just muscled it in and threw it on an absolute line, absolute dime. And it was a gorgeous, gorgeous play. Kudos to Christian Watson for plucking the ball out of the air, making that difficult contested catch. I talked yesterday about a play where Musgrave you know, was open deep. Love underthrew him. Ballantyne got beat off the line. Musgrave did a poor job coming back to the ball. And it was like, negative on the quarterback, negative on the cornerback, negative on the the tight end, right? You could mark negatives for each of those players. And as a fan, and I'm sure as a coach, that's like the worst play you could possibly have. You want to see positives and mark positives as much as you can. Like almost everything kind of went wrong on that play, right? This is the exact opposite. This is plus great coverage by Razul Douglas, a phenomenal route and catch by Christian Watson, and a beautiful, gorgeous throw by Jordan Love. Check, check, check. All positives across the board, and you love to see plays like that. More of that, please sign me up where I can. Um, I thought it was another really good day as well of just knowing where to go with the football. I thought, you know, there was one play in team in red zone drills where he tried to force a ball into Christian Watson a little bit. Jair Alexander got in, deflected the ball, it pops up in the air, and Devondre Campbell comes up with an interception. That was the play immediately after the touchdown to Samori Toure over Devondre Campbell. Campbell gets revenge on the next play and gets the interception. Jordan's first and so far only interception of training camp. Um, It was a little bit of a tight window throw. That's going to happen in the red zone. Could he have maybe gone in a different direction on that one and maybe not forced it in as much? Yes. Do I just give a little bit more credit to Jair Alexander for making a nice play and breaking it up? And, you know, in this case, it was disadvantageous for the offense and advantageous for the defense that it pops up in the air directly into the waiting arms of Devondre Campbell. I would say maybe a little bit forced, probably a little bit unlucky at the same time. Outside of that throw, I would argue that I've loved Jordan's decision-making so far throughout the first two days of training camp. He's had answers for the defense and knowing where to go with the football. We saw him scramble on multiple occasions today when it was right to do so. Buy time, keep his eyes downfield and throw when it was right to do so. And there were even a couple plays. um, There was a throwaway to the far right side of the field that I thought was the right decision on that play. There was a play where the pocket completely collapsed on him and he's like trying to kind of dance in the pocket and find a way out and quickly realizes that he's not going to be able to scramble or get out of it. And if he does anything, he's going to take a sack. So he gets his eyes up. He sees Luke Musgrave in the back of the end zone, kind of darting towards the back of the end zone. He throws it up. Now he overthrew Musgrave, but in my opinion, in that situation on that play, that was a I'm basically throwing this away, but I'm going to throw it in his direction. And if maybe I can just hit him at the right spot, maybe he can make some sort of crazy acrobatic catch. But this is like 
only where he could get it. I'm not putting this in harm's way. I kind of liked that decision too. And I kind of even liked the ball placement, even though it was a little bit overthrown um, or in that, that case, like a lot overthrown, but it was more of like a safe throwaway, if, if you will. Um, and then overall, just like where he's going with the football has been uh, like, if not like the perfect right read, certainly not a read that you would disagree with or be like, man, I can't believe he did that. And that's something that I think he's really improved upon from OTAs and mini camps. We saw some sort of hero ball, jump ball situations that he did at OTAs and mini camps. We haven't seen that through two days of, of training camp. Like I said, the one play where he maybe forced it into Christian today, where it ends up deflected and inter- intercepted. Outside of that, I've liked his reads. I've liked his decision-making. I've liked his ability to scramble when he needs to. Um, he One of which might've gone for a touchdown, honestly, on a scramble. Uh, but I, again, I think his decision making through two days has been really, really good with just really the one throw that maybe he would like to have back in that regards. Um, Let's see, anything else here? Uh, Yeah, the ball that was picked off. And yeah, that was kind of my main notes on Jordan Love. But overall, I thought a really positive day and some really impressive throws, specifically the one to Christian Watson and then the one to uh, Samari Torrey. He had one other touchdown to Christian Watson as well. And oh yeah, that was the other one. So he, I thought he did a really nice job on this play. There's, I think, a running back on the left side. And he's looking running back, looking running back. And I think, I can't know this for sure without being in Jordan Love's head, and he wasn't in the locker room, you know, in the you know post-media uh, scrum. But um, I think he was like basically like baiting the defense, like using eye manipulation to just kind of keep his eyes over there. At the last second, he came back. Watson's coming across the middle, hits Watson, maybe slightly behind him, but Watson easily makes the adjustment in the catch and strolls in for a touchdown. And I thought just his eye manipulation on that play if it wasn't eye manipulation, if he didn't know it, either way, his ability to look at read one, see if it's going to develop. Oh, but it doesn't. I'm going to go to read two and then hit him touchdown. That was great too. So that's the thing that's maybe not improved from OTAs to now, but if you go over his last couple preseasons and, and you know training camps, I, you know he is so far advanced with going through his progressions than he was when he was a rookie and a second year player. Like those rookie seasons, it was like, uh, check down. I don't know what I'm doing. Check down. Oh, I really don't know what I'm doing. Check down. And now it's like, all right, step one with his feet, uh, really married with his, you know, uh, with his arm mechanics and with, with his upper body, making sure he's kind of going through everything. And you can really see him going through his progression. There was one period of practice where we were lined up right with him and you could see his eyes perfectly. It was really kind of fun to watch. All right, players of the day, Jordan Love for a couple of those great throws. Christian Watson, as mentioned, he had two touchdown catches, including the one along the sideline. I thought he had a nice day. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Jaden Reed, uh, the touchdown in the back of the end zone was great, and I thought he did a really nice job of reading the, um, you know, reading the coverage and you know just breaking his stem off where he needed to to get to a point uh, where he could catch that ball and make a touchdown reception. He also had a really nice end around. Kingsley Nigbari got tucked in a little bit too much inside, and Jaden Reed made him pay. And that was the first time we really got to see Jaden Reed turn on the Jets, and whew, that was really really fun to see because he can freaking go. So that was awesome to watch. I thought he had a nice day. Isaiah McDuffie, um, I'm, I'm kind of giving him a, a two-day award here because I think he's had a really nice two days of practice, consistently involved in run defense, specifically with the second team. He also had a really nice pressure off the edge on a blitz as well. Didn't quite get home, um, but certainly made the, the quarterback aware of his presence and made the offensive tackle work, which if you're an inside linebacker, that's a win more often than not. So I thought it's been a really nice couple days for Isaiah McDuffie. Jair Alexander, as mentioned earlier, he had the play at the line of scrimmage from Luke Musgrave. He had another couple of plays that were awesome in coverage. There was one with Romeo Dobbs. He was completely all over it. And then uh, he also had the the tip you know tip pass that was ultimately intercepted by Devondre Campbell. That was a huge positive for Jack, like just all freaking over the place. So love Watson, Reed, McDuffie, and Jair, my players of the day. Two players I thought had a rough day, Luke Musgrave, uh, he had a drop over the middle. Um, and then just, I thought there was maybe an opportunity to be a bit more physical at the point of attack in a couple different occasions. So I thought he had a little bit of a tougher day, just kind of some of those rookie mistakes. And then probably the, the tougher one was Malik Heath, who on one play, Danny Etling had a little you know signal to Heath and Heath was supposed to run a slant. It was like a, it was a run play, but he wanted you know Heath to run that little you know smoke slant route because um, he had the one-on-one matchup. He goes to throw it and Heath didn't get the signal and he ultimately just blocks on the play and the, the pass falls, you know, completely incomplete. Uh, then there was the, he comes back to it, does the exact same thing. So Heath and, and, and Etling on their next team period, he goes, all right, I'm going to see if he can get it this time. So he does the same thing and Heath this time gets the signal, hits the slant play, gets open, Etling hits him in stride and Heath drops it. So Heath, who was the you know one of the real stars and shiny moments of OTAs and minicamps, struggled uh, on this specific day with that one little slant route. One, he missed the signal, didn't get it. Etling was a little bit upset after the play, or at least coaching him after the play. And then uh, the second time he dropped the pass. So just some rookie learning moments. Um, some other quick news and notes. Dontavian Wicks out with a concussion. That was the one that I mentioned yesterday with Innes Gaines, where they kind of collided at the point of attack. Officially a concussion for him. That was the only new injury. Meanwhile, Tavarius Moore, Caleb Jones, and Tariq Carpenter all returned to practice, all healthy after being on the non-football injury list with illnesses. 
Your starters on the day, Devontae Wyatt, Kenny Clark, and TJ Slayton along the defensive line. Inigbare in over Justin Hollins with the starters on this day. So Inigbare and Preston Smith along the edge. Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell at linebacker. Jair and Douglas at corner. Ford and Savage at safety. The only new one there, Inigbare in for Justin Hollins. Um, on offense, Jordan Love, Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, Jaden Reed, Romeo Dobbs at, uh, at wide receiver. So Jaden Reed, the new one there, Luke Musgrave at tight end. So it's technically Reed in for DeGuara in this specific uh, situation. Yashin at left tackle for Bakhtiari, who had basically the day off. Elton Jenkins at left guard, Josh Myers at center, John Running Jr. at right guard, and then Zach Tom at right tackle. Offense did up-downs at the end of the day because they lost the competitive period to the defense, so the defense got to choose their punishment. Offense did those up-downs. That does it for me for today's quick recap and reactions. I will have my full breakdown tomorrow morning, so make sure not to miss that. It's always posted at 5 a.m. on the YouTube channel. It is posted at midnight exactly, more often than not, on the audio version. So you can check that out wherever you get your favorite podcasts. As always, subscribe, like, comment, do your thing. You guys are the absolute best. I'm also gonna, I believe, be doing a happy, a live happy hour on Friday, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, Lambo time um, is my plan and goal right now. So you can check that out tomorrow after practice, 4 p.m. to get your Friday and weekend started off right. Thanks so much for joining me. See you guys soon. But until next time, and as always, go Paco.